0: Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode number 59. This is your host, Suman Silwal.
1: Be relentless, so pick a big goal.
0: Have you registered for a fall marathon? Come join Emrance Pace Team and me at Seven Bridges Marathon at Chattanooga, Tennessee. Visit Emrance.com to get a 10% discount on all Seven Bridges Marathon events. We are happy to announce that Emirates camera crew will be official finish line photographer for Mountain to Main Street Half Marathon 5K and 1K race on May 28th at Greenville, South Carolina. I'd like to welcome uh, Michael Wardian to Emron's podcast. Michael is a winner of uh, the World Marathon Seven, Marathon Seven Days, and Seven Continents, as well as a winner of a uh, uh, Big Sur and Big Sur to Boston to Big Sur. We I just saw Michael at uh, Big Sur. And hey, Michael, how you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you guys
0: <laughs> doing? Good. Have you recovered from uh, Big Sur, Boston to Big Sur?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm getting ready for a couple of charity races this weekend. One for the. Um six K for water for the world vision, um, program. And then, uh, on that's on uh, tomorrow morning. And then on Sunday morning, I'm doing, uh, a, a run called Mark's run for Landon's high school. It's, um, a charity for one of the schools here in the area in Washington, D.C., where I live. Uh, but I'm going to go for a trail run with my friends and my dog before the run on Saturday. So it should be a pretty great weekend. And, uh, you know, we've got some family stuff going on. So um, it's nice to be home. And, and then next week I head to Kosovo for he for she campaign and uh, the State Department and then uh, come home. And then I go to Australia for the Ultra Trail Australia 100K. So well, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks, but it's it's nice to be here right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely, that's what I told my family because I'm, I've been on the road for a while as well, but not as much as what, you, what you're what you doing. So do you, uh, do you do extensive traveling for running or, or also a business? Uh, is it running? Is it what you do?
1: Uh, so I am a professional runner. I run for a bunch of different sponsors, uh, but then I also work a full-time job as an international ship broker. So, um, so that's that's something I do. But most of the travel is for running.
0: So whenever you travel for running, uh, what is the farthest have you traveled? I know uh, I know you have done the seven seven seven. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But
1: yeah, so I, this year I traveled all to all seven continents in seven days. So the the, the trip uh, to uh, Antarctica was uh, was a pretty long trip. But then uh, I flew home, and like three days later, uh, my wife Jennifer and our two boys Pearson Grant uh, turned around and flew back to New Zealand. So I flew home from Australia on a Monday. Okay got home on Tuesday and left for New Zealand on Saturday so that that was a, that was a long a long week for sure
0: yeah that's a lot of traveling just going back and forth i guess you could have just stayed yeah it was
1: a lot of traveling and then the week before i did 200 miles which was my biggest week ever so um so that that was a lot of miles on top of a lot of traveling and it was incredibly worthwhile and i always find something something amazing every time i travel and and learn something new and uh, just the opportunity to share that with um my wife and kids is is super special
0: definitely uh before we go further uh talking about your running adventure tell us uh, how did you start running
1: uh, it's a, it's an uh, interesting story. I was, uh, I'm actually watching college lacrosse right now, but I played uh division one lacrosse at Michigan state. And when I stopped playing lacrosse, I picked up running to kind of stay fit and active. I was used to working out three or four hours a day. And that seemed like a pretty quick way to get a good workout in. And I always kind of enjoyed it. So I picked it up and then, uh, kind of got a, more and more into it and uh was lucky enough to have a friend whose mom was a marathoner um vicky Boyson. my friend vince uh took me to his house and i uh i met his mom vicky and she had just finished the boston marathon and that was kind of the impetus that got me to run my first race instead of like wanting to do a 5k or a 10k i just went <laughs> i just decided i wanted to run a <laughs> marathon and then I, it wasn't just any marathon it was the boston marathon so well wow. um so i i've been uh, been a runner ever since 1995 i ran my first marathon at marine corps after i figured that you had to Figured out you had to qualify, uh, and then I've been a runner ever since. So 1996, I've been a runner for 21 years, which is crazy.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Um, so did lacrosse, uh, playing lacrosse, help you to be a runner or, or just be an athlete? Um, I mean, you went from being a non-runner to now world-class, you know, around the world runner. You know, you do all kind of things.
1: No, I definitely think lacrosse was a great uh, way to to honed my my skills as an athlete and uh, made me a a well-rounded well-rounded individual and kind of taught me the persistence and perseverance and dedication that you need to you know achieve anything and at any level in sport and particularly um you know for running it's Yeah, a lot of it is you're self-motivated, um, and you have to have that kind of desire. And I had that in lacrosse to, you know, kind of be the best athlete I could be and kind of seek excellence. And I've been able to take what I learned, um, as a lacrosse player and teammate and, and use that in my running. And it's kind of fed my desire to keep trying to see what's possible and what I'm capable of and keep pushing the boundaries of my endurance and, um, Kind of what people believe is is possible.
0: Definitely. Uh, how difficult was it for you to uh, go from uh, from being a lacrosse uh, player or or being an athlete to to a runner? Was there a struggle for you at at the beginning, or you were just you felt it was natural for you?
1: Um, I had always had some uh, level of. Um, uh, comfort in running, but, uh, you know, there was definitely a, lo- a lot of, um, a lot of hard workouts that went into it, a lot of dedication. And, and I think it, it, as anyone that runs any type of distance and for any time knows that uh, running doesn't really care who you are or what you've done, or, uh, if you've put the time in and you're willing to do the work, then you're rewarded. And if, if you can't do the work because of injury or because you don't want to, or you lose motivation, then you're not going to get the results. That you're looking for. So uh, I've been able to kind of be consistent. And I think that's kind of one of the most important things. And I think that helped me with lacrosse. And it's also helped me with running.
0: Was there, was there any time during as you were training for Marine Corps or, or as you're trying to get to Boston, that uh, running may not be your thing? Did you feel that I, I felt like you, you, you're the way I'm listening right now is uh, I felt like you're more you felt this natural tran- transition from lacrosse or being being a runner. So
1: um, well, no, I, I wasn't sure if it was my thing or not. I mean, I, I wanted to kind of explore what I was capable of. And so I did the marathon. I did Boston, figuring that I would just do one one marathon. And then I realized, you know, like I said, you had to qualify. So I figured I'd just do two marathons and then I'd do something else. And I, and I did for a couple of years. I did sprint triathlons, I ended up doing an Ironman. Um, I did Ironman Lake Placid in 1999. And uh, then I kind of fell back into focus more on running and um wanted to see just um i ended up going to a race called the marathon des Sables. i had saved up my money for like three years and uh as the race went on it was a, it's a 150 mile race in the sahara desert where you have to carry all your food and gear and um i just became stronger as the race went on and realized i had you know some talent for being able to suffer and uh do without and i think that that's when i i decided i was going to focus on uh focus on trying to become like the best possible runner that I could be. And and so I'm still kind of on that trajectory. Like I have a lot of other ambitions, like I've done some open water swimming and uh, I've done some long bike rides and, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things that I want to do, but you know, while I have the opportunity, I want to keep exploring what I'm capable of, um, running and in in particularly like moving under my own um power and so like you know doing track stuff that's doing stuff pushing jog strollers that's doing stuff on treadmills trails and roads and i don't really have uh any any special preference for one thing or another i love i love everything
0: so as long as you're moving you're you're good to go correct is that (laughs) well
1: yeah even when i'm not moving as long as i'm you know trying to move um you know, I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm quite content, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like right now running's the thing that I, that I have the most probably skill at. Um, and so, I, I want to, you know, see what I see, what I can do and where it can take me. But, um, but I always throw in other stuff. Like a, a year or so ago, I did a, you know, like I said, I did an open water swim. I do, you know, 100-mile bike ride last year. So, like, I, I like to be able to use that fitness I have for running to do all kinds of other things.
0: Definitely. When you go to all these other events that you mentioned, uh, do you try to, uh, do you push it yourself? Uh, like you mentioned, you want to push the boundaries. You try to push the boundaries. Or, or, or you, if you're new to that sports or new to that, you try to kind of, uh, you know, just be part of it. How, how does that work?
1: I'm definitely trying to push as hard as I can. But, you know, I in the open water swim, I was one of the last people out of the water and it was great. I mean, it's it's always nice to be a beginner at something and it's always nice to need to learn. And, you know, even this year at the Barclay Marathon, I was chasing the cutoff. So, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience navigating and I didn't have a lot of experience uh, kind of doing a race like that that's unmarked. And so I'm always exploring, you know, what what's new and what's different and, you know, how, how does that, affect me and you know what what does that mean for me going forward and um can i improve or do i want to improve did i like it did i enjoy it um so yeah i, I think hopefully i'll get to continue to have these opportunities to do cool and exciting and different things
0: definitely um uh, talk about uh, pushing boundaries uh when you push your boundaries um uh, in anything running or biking or whatever are you worried some some days you're going to get injured Injury is always around the corner for us as a runner correct
1: yeah i don't i don't focus on that i focus more on um enjoying it or seeing what is possible rather than what the consequences may be that being said like you know you have to be careful like i was just in running in yosemite last week and i got really high and it got super snowy and steep and um you know there was you know a certain amount of you know Inherent danger in that, and you know that's when you have to make a decision. And I decided, okay, you know I've had enough. I need to turn around. I I don't have the proper equipment to do anything more. And so if you don't make those decisions, you know you can have bad consequences.
0: Definitely. Uh, The reason I ask is because. uh pushing boundaries or sometimes i feel like i'm pushing boundaries oh, you know nice, I'm, nice. and uh, i'm just wondering you know what does it take to push a boundary do you do we back up with our trainings or or just going out you know you know i'm i've done a boston big sur i'm about a 12 hour you know <laughs> you know yeah for that's some, cool yeah some people it, it felt like it's i'm pushing boundaries but and uh talking to you it's it, it's it's nothing not a big deal
1: It's still a big deal. I mean, it's not my boundaries, it's your boundaries. And you have to decide what those are. And I think everyone does. I mean, I think that's part of the journey as an athlete is to, you know, make things and do things that are exciting and interesting to you. And, you know, if that's, you know, doing Boston to Big Sur, or that's doing a 5k. I mean, it doesn't really matter as long as it's something that that you're interested in and you kind of find worthwhile and so that you know as, as long as I can do that I think it's great that other people do that and you know however however they get excited to do things is cool with me
0: definitely yeah just uh just an interesting prospect on this because I feel like I'm trying to push my own boundaries all the time and uh <laughs> don't we all um yeah all,
1: well, that's I mean, I think that's great. I mean, if you don't, then you never grow and you never become uh, there's no there's no impetus to change. Like I think our bodies are designed to be really adaptable. And, and that's great. But if you just do the same thing, and, and you don't ever challenge yourself um, to get outside of what you know that you're capable of, then there's no room for improvement or failure. I mean, and and sometimes, you know, failure, leads to success later on or um, failure tells you you know you know maybe i don't want to do this you know and i want to focus on something else and um if you don't take those risks then you just uh you're perpetually locked into what you've been doing and there's no opportunity to do something different
0: definitely michael let's talk about a little bit about uh, your um the the world challenge uh seven 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 days uh, yeah. seven marathons and uh, seven uh, continent uh, tell us about um your journey. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, it was fantastic. It was it's called the World Marathon Challenge. It's put on by a guy named Richard Donovan. uh, And he and his team do an incredible job with the logistics. So it The race was uh, 33 people were competing, 32 finishers this year. Um, People from all over the world, China, Scandinavia, Central South America, um, Africa, uh, United States. And uh, we all met up in Punta Arenas in Chile. And then we flew together to Antarctica we did uh, a marathon in Antarctica. Uh, jumped on a plane, uh, like a Russian ice class plane. Uh, flew to back to Punta Arenas. Ran another marathon. Then we went to Miami. Ran a marathon. We went to Madrid marrakesh dubai and then we ended the week in sydney uh on manly beach finishing off uh seven marathons in seven days touching on all seven continents and um it was a journey of a lifetime made you know lifelong friends had a really good experience set a set a world record for the fastest uh, average time uh, average 2 hours and 45 minutes for all 7 of the events my fastest time was in Miami of 237 i think and my my uh, slowest time was in Antarctica i ran 2 hours and 54 minutes which um you know i broke the course record in all the all the places we stopped but uh, the one in Antarctica was kind of the most um, dramatic in that it was about i think 25 30 minutes faster than anyone had ever run there before. And I think it's a continental record. So it's kind of cool to, um, to have done that. And, uh, I'd also won a marathon at the North pole. So I think I'm one of the only people that's won a marathon at the North pole and all seven continents.
0: That's pretty cool uh, t-
1: yeah
0: t- tell us about uh, how logistic difficult or physically difficult for you I mean, I think logistics is covered by the by the event managers and event organizers but
1: yeah, the logistics were covered by um by Richard Donovan and his team uh, but the physical challenges like yeah there was you know during that entire stretch. It was seven days of racing, but we were down in Antarctica for three or four days before the race actually started. So you're expending energy, just standing around and kind of doing, you know, shakeout runs and, and trying to stay warm. And so we spent a lot of, uh, our energy that way. And, um, you're not really sleeping very well. So I think uh, I calculated that I slept 16 hours and seven days over the course of the races. So, um, wow. that's something if I did it again, I'd like to try to improve on is just having the ability to get some sleep, uh, which I think would, you know, help a little bit. And then, uh, the food was you know, airplane food. And I'm, I have a pretty restrictive diet and that I, I'm a vegetarian that I only, um, eat eggs and honey of animal products. So, um, for me getting, getting the nutrition that I prefer was, was a little difficult. So my wife, Jennifer kind of resupplied me while I was in Miami. And, um, I had a big bag of food that I was kind of nibbling on the whole time, but you know, that was, that was somewhat challenging. And, um, but I think, you know, physically and mentally, uh, we all kind of pushed each other and made each other better. And it was great to be a part of that kind of group and get to see people grow and change and, you know, gain confidence as the races went on. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier. It was it was unbelievable, and I feel really lucky to have been a part of it.
0: Definitely. So, tell us about uh, when uh, when the clock starts, when your marathon starts. Is it a by seven consecutive day, or is it a seven you know seven days? Uh, how does that work?
1: So it's um, seven days. Um, you have 168 hours to complete it, and it, I think it actually worked out that it was seven seven calendar days. Uh, so we were well within the time because you know time the time changes as you're going between the various places, and it was actually funny. We got to Australia. At the end, and someone asks you like, "What time zone are you on?" And I was like, "I have no idea." <laughs> uh, and we're just uh, citizens of the world right now. We we don't really know. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, but it's just uh, time based. So just like anything, you you know, you have a certain amount of time That's where you can you can get it done and you know it was a big success you know we we were worried a couple times uh but everything worked out
0: so as the clock is ticking um you all have to you you have to keep on running or keep on moving to get to location to location correct
1: exactly yeah so we would we would basically land and within two hours of landing run the marathon and within eight hours of landing probably be on the way to the next place so it was very quick in each of the places but very very amazing like you're you're just flying in running a marathon waiting for everyone to finish or finishing and then getting on the plane and doing it again and um you know you just become a big family and look out for each other and um it's it's incredible
0: so is there a time limit for a place to place when you, as you go from from location to location or, or because it sound like you're, you're in tight schedule so
1: yeah it was a super tight schedule i mean yeah, but that being said i think richard and his team did a really good job of allowing enough time for people to have the ability to do what they needed to do to finish in each place you know because everyone's not running two hours and 45 minutes most people are running three to four to five hours so you know just to have that amount of flexibility in the schedule and and you know if someone has a bad day to be able to take care of them and um they did a great job with allowing us to kind of moving forward, but always feeling like they had it under control and that we were going to get where we needed to go.
0: Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like a fun journey. Um, people have mentioned to me the comfort I should at least think about it. Start saving money for it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it is definitely incredible and, and something that I would highly recommend, but it is uh, not a cheap in, uh, endeavor for sure.
0: Definitely. And um, also I like this. Sometimes when I visit a place, I like to stay a couple of days. So
1: this is not the trip for you to do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then. This sounds like a fast forward, moving really fast you know no you're
1: moving really fast and you're seeing next to nothing but you're seeing everything too so it's it's pretty cool but yeah it's it's definitely all business it, you know it's the goal is to get to all seven continents in seven days and um that's in itself a pretty incredible undertaking and then to throw in a marathon on top of it makes it even more incredible so um yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's there's not a lot of frills, and um, but you're you know you're you're moving as comfortably as possible.
0: And and a couple more questions on that.
1: Are you flying the private planes? Yeah. So this is the first year where they they chartered a private plane, which was, uh, I guess, a big difference. And it allowed a lot more flexibility. And so that was that was something that was cool um, to be a part of. It was um, it was an older private plane, so it didn't have a lot of the amenities that um, the, the newer planes had. But it gave us a lot of flexibility. And I really like that. I, and I thought it was it was well done.
0: Definitely. And one last question on this: uh, Is most of these marathons were uh, uh, official marathon, or how does the course laid out work for these marathons?
1: Uh, yeah, so they were all certified marathons, but they were all very controlled. So um, they were maybe one to two miles out and one to two miles back, or a circle. <laughs> so. <laughs> The longest one was in Antarctica. It was a uh, four little bit longer than 10K loops. And the shortest one was probably, well, most of them were short. But the, I'd say Dubai and Sydney were maybe a mile or and a half down and a mile and a half back. And you just did it until you were done.
0: Wow, definitely. That, yeah, that's a little different than what we have just done, Boston yeah, and Big Sur.
1: <laughs> I mean, the views uh, in Dubai were incredible. And, and actually, each place, they were pretty Uh, amazing but um but yeah it was it was not um not one where you know you're gonna take 250 pictures um you you can take (laughs) pictures on the first loop and then you know you're good yeah you're you're gonna see the same thing over and over definitely but that that's a way that you know especially when people are jet lagged and um and they're in a foreign location and they've just just come off a bus and they have no idea what time zone and and where they are and uh, they're tired and it's it's a good way to keep everyone together
0: definitely um let's talk about a little bit about uh Boston the big Sur. Uh, you're the you are the overall winner of uh, Boston and Big Sur. How, how was that experience for you?
1: That was great. I mean, I've done it every year since the beginning that I've been able to. And, um, you know, I think I have the the record for Boston and Big Sur. I was hoping to challenge it this year, but I got off. I was a little slow in Big Sur compared to, I think, when I set the record. So um, I was really excited to, to come away with the win. And then, of course, the overall win in Big Sur. And then uh, I'm, a, I'm 43, so I, I won the Masters, too. So it was nice to get a triple podium victory um, and uh, Boston and Big Sur, I think, is just just a great way to, you know, kind of use your endurance from one event to the next and to have the opportunity to kind of enjoy Big Sur and and uh, get a chance to be a part of that community is always special. And then, you know, Boston is probably one of my most favorite events that I get to do each each and every year. And they always do a first class job. And I just feel so, so privileged to be in that um, class of Athletes that get a chance to, you know, run from Hopkinton to, uh, to Boylston.
0: Definitely. And, and I, I, I talked to Adam and he, I, I, he told me that you had a little talk, uh, somewhere about Molly
1: Teen. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what he told you. Yeah, he yeah. said,
0: no pressure, Adam. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he, all the, I mean, he's, and rightly so, he's the hometown, uh, favorite and, uh, he was getting all the cheers and I just looked over and, uh, And I said, uh, you know, no pressure. And he and I just both kind of started laughing. And uh, then we got back to trying to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: looks like you all had a great race. Uh, Yeah,
1: we both did. I mean, he he actually ran a lot faster than he did in Boston. And uh, I was was really lucky. Like, usually he pulls away from me. And, you know, this year I was able to pull away from him. But... uh, you know, he, he made me a better, better runner that day and, um, and brought out some excellence in me. And, and I, you know, I sent him a note just saying, thank you. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have done as well without him being there. And, and I I hope that he, you know, felt the same way about me being there. So, you know, it's, that's what's so important is I think just, um, you know, making each other better and, you know, somebody wins and somebody loses, uh, supposedly, but I think, you know, if, if you do the best you possibly can, then, you know, everyone, everyone has the best race they, they can. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, one person is on the podium and one, one person is, is, is also. So, you know, it was, it was fantastic. I was, I was, I was really pumped. Uh, you know, he had beat me so many times. It was nice to Take one back. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have a podcast interview with him, so you may want to listen to what he says. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. I'll forward it when it gets released. So, okay. Uh,
1: that'd be great. Uh,
0: Michael, uh, we talked a lot about uh, many different things about running, running related. Uh, I have a series of questions I call a sprint round. Just, uh, okay. it, can, it can go longer or shorter. It uh, depends how you want to answer it. Uh, are you ready for it?
1: Sure. I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. What type of uh, running suits do you wear?
1: Hoka one one.
0: Oh no, nee, nee. So, so you you are you are sponsored by Hoka, correct? Is that correct? So, what's the favorite Hoka 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 shoes do you like? Uh, right now. Uh huh.
1: I mean, uh the ones i tend to find myself in a lot are the clifton threes and the Bondi fives uh and for trails the challenger and the mafate speed two so I, I i don't know man they have a lot of models that work for me right now so i'm literally in almost every single model they make um so i'm i'm quite lucky to have a have a sponsor where uh, you know almost everything works for me um you know which is nice <laughs>
0: so, so when you do a, a road race um are you are you using some of their road racing uh shoes or just a clifton or
1: no actually they have a, a really amazing shoe called the tracer and i use that at boston and big sir oh, i need yeah. to check that out whatever yeah, have... that's great mm-hmm. it's uh it's super lightweight and got a ton of ton of cushion a nice firm ride you gotta you get good toe off and in return and Um, yeah, I couldn't be happier with that shoe.
0: Yeah, I I do have a lot of pairs of Hoka. Um, I think I'm going to wear one of them. So tomorrow, so (laughs) for 12 hours, good
1: luck with that, man. Uh, That'll be cool.
0: Thank you. What type of GPS device do you use?
1: Uh, right now a Suunto Ambit 3. Um, but I, I don't, I don't have, uh, I, I I've, I've had this one for a couple of years and I'm, uh, not sure. I've heard, I've heard some good things about Garmin and, uh, some of the other brands. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to keep checking different things out. And I actually didn't even run with a watch at Big Sur. So, um, you know, there's, there's <laughs> no, I don't know. There's so many different brands that are good. I, I feel like I really trust my Suunto. So, but curious to see what else is out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. I have Ambit 3 too. I like it because if I just run it without doing anything 18 hours, it lasts, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost to my 100, 100 mile or 10 more hours, that would be good. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I like Ambit. Uh, but Garmin can give you a little bit different, uh, different, what do you call stat? Uh, what, what inspires you? to do, push your limit, whatever you do running, you know, what, in, what inspires you?
1: Uh, I was, I'm inspired to just see if it's possible for me. Like what is, what is, what is possible? What, what is, what am I capable of? And, um, and if, if I don't achieve, and I like to set big audacious, like ridiculously challenging goals and, um, and, and then something that excites me and scares me. And um, so that's, that's what it inspires me is to try to achieve these things that I set out for because um, that keeps me motivated and interested and fired up.
0: Definitely. For any organized event, have you ever taken DNF?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if you race, I mean, I raced last year 47 times and, uh, you know, I've, I've raced normally around that amount. And if you race as much as I do, then yeah, there's definitely times where you, you can't finish, you know, either because of your body or you mentally not strong enough. And um you know i i wasn't able to finish barkley this year so i already have a dnf i have a lot of successes this year but you know that was definitely not one of them um you know that that was just because i wasn't fast enough and um you know it counts the same as if you you know it's a dnf so yeah there's 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 plenty (laughs) of DNFs, but i mean probably less than five or yeah probably five or six but um, I have definitely not made it to the finish line, and uh, I appreciate every time I do.
0: Are you a trail runner, road runner? You do all, correct? You you have no distinction in <laughs> running. Yeah, I'm uh,
1: just a runner.
0: So definitely, I like that answer because I'm, I'm a runner myself. So were you strong at downhill or uphill when you race?
1: I'm well-rounded I guess in that I'm pretty good at everything but I wouldn't say I'm extraordinary at anything so I what is it like a jack of all trades a master of none (laughs) like uh I I you know there's some guys that are incredible like I thought I was pretty good and then you know the more you travel and the more that you compete um you realize that you uh you're maybe not as uh, amazing as you think you are so you know I'm I'm relatively good. I, I, have some things that I do well and I, and I think what makes me strong is I'm mentally tough and, um, I'm always going to be in the race if I'm in a race and, you know, I'm calculating and, um, persistent and, you know, I have, I have some speed and I can use it if, if I put myself in a good position, you know, I usually have a chance to do pretty well. Um, but I wouldn't say like, Oh, if it's an uphill, I'm going to crush everyone. Or if it's a downhill, like it's over, like I, say probably if it's um relatively runnable that's probably where my strength is
0: definitely uh do you follow any training plans or you just go out and run how does that work for you you do some incredible running so is there any training plans involved or
1: well i'm a i coach so i coach uh and then i i worked on a program called squad run so i i've definitely used some of that some of the training that i created for that but yeah i kind of uh established what works for me and Um, I've had good success with it and I've been really fortunate to, you know, keep getting the results that I'm after. And so as long as I do, then, um, you know, hopefully I can continue to evolve my running and my fitness
0: definitely uh you mentioned that you're a vegetarian i'm a vegetarian myself for running i i turned vegetarian actually i was a vegan Um, wow so i was a vegan but then i went to a vegetarian because family just revolt against me so (laughs) 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 but at least i i I came in the middle at least uh so so for you what type of nutrition plan do you follow i mean you know for your such extensive training racing regimen that you have what kind of nutrition plan you have
1: I just try to eat healthy. So, um, you know, it's typically it's lots of vegetables, lots of fruit. Um, I am addicted to almond butter. So I have a company called Big Spoon Roasters that I work with and honey and eggs. And yeah, I just try to eat good, healthy, solid foods, drink a lot of uh, water. And uh, that's been working really well for me. And You know, I've been a vegetarian for I don't know 22, 23 years, and uh, for me, it seems to be like the best thing for my body and for what I want to achieve and for recovery and for feeling good. But just because it works for me doesn't mean it works for everyone. So you got to kind of you got to kind of explore what. You like and what works for you, and um, I think that's you know something that that I would suggest everyone do is you know experiment. You might be the person that likes to eat you know duck eggs or something and or <laughs> uh, crackers. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
0: People usually ask me how do I get my um, uh, protein? protein from? How do you how do you get protein intake for you?
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think by eating eggs and almond butter, uh, I get plenty of protein, also spinach, there's, um, protein in beans. Um, I think people, uh, have that as a knee jerk reaction just because, um, they're not familiar actually with how much protein you really need. It's an easy way to, to think that it's not possible for you, but I, I think people kind of underestimate how much protein you really need. Definitely. What
0: is your favorite race so far?
1: Oh man. Uh there's so many. I, I I think like I, I'm I'm super fortunate. I get to travel a lot, and I'm always looking for the next opportunity. So I'd say probably the next race.
0: Definitely. Is there any race you have not uh, run or you love to run one day?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I'm doing most of them this year. So you know I was able to <laughs> do Barkley, and then the seven seven seven, and then I'm doing uh, the World Marathon Challenge uh, was was one, but then also I got into the Hard Rock Hundred Miler for the first time. So that that one is is a big one that that I've wanted to do for a while. And, uh, the ultra trail Australia is a big deal for me this year. And I'm excited to be going there. And, um, Yeah, I I feel Mm -hmm. super fortunate to get these opportunities and, you know, hope I continue to. Definitely. Michael,
0: uh, you have been running for so long. Uh, What is your best uh, running advice have you ever received?
1: Um, Best advice that I tend to remember and give is just be consistent, you know, and I think someone said once, if you want to be a good runner, run. Um, And I think that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of other things you can do to supplement Mm -hmm. your running. But uh, if you want to become skilled at something, you have to do that thing. So be consistent and, and run.
0: Definitely, I, I need to do that myself. You have so much running experience, uh, running around the world, and so many things you have done. Uh, is there any books or anything coming up uh, for you? Are you are you working on anything?
1: Uh, yeah, I am. I'm working on a book right now, and so you know, I, I hope that um, that I can get that done. And it's a, it's a definitely a long process, and um, so yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on when when it's available.
0: So what's the difference between writing a book and running? Which one is easy for you? (laughs)
1: well i think uh fortunately it it took me you know uh many years to become uh adequate at running and hopefully i don't have to take as many to become adequate at writing so you know i'm hoping to get a little help on how to do the story and you know what needs to be done and what needs to happen to To make it you know I want it to be something that that um, people are really excited about and um, so you know I think you know having some help to get the skill set required for that's going to take some time but you know I want to put the work in and make it something that you know people are really really interested in and hopefully they are excited about and you know kind of inspires them to do more than they think they can really
0: definitely if people want to follow your journey how how can they follow in the in in the social media or are you in the Facebook Instagram. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm in Facebook uh, at Michael Wardian. Um, It's my you have to go to a fan page for me on Facebook. I have too many people on my personal account at the moment. And then uh, I'm on Twitter at Mike Wardian and Instagram at Mike Wardian. So you can look for me there and uh, hope I uh, get the chance to see you guys there. And, you know, I'm pretty active on social media. So, you know, give me a shout out and, you know, hopefully we can uh, inspire each other to do more and go further and Go big and, and then kind of, uh, feed on each other's energy.
0: Definitely. Before we close this in, interview, uh, Michael, I, I wanted you to, uh, give us a word of advice to push that boundary that we, we talked about earlier, uh, to, to, to find our next height or next mountain and climb that. Give us a word of yeah, advice.
1: I think uh, the thing that that I'm ta- kind of uh, one of my taglines is be relentless. So, you know, pick a big goal, find something that excites you or scares you or um, empowers you and then be relentless in trying to figure out how to achieve it.
0: Definitely. That sounds like a great word of advice. Uh. Michael, it has been a uh, great talking to you. Uh, thanks for talking to me, and and you're know, such a busy schedule. And uh, wherever you will traveling, we wish you best of luck.
1: Uh, well, thank you very much, and so, thank you for taking time out of your day, and thank your wife and kids for uh, letting me uh, let me have a, a couple moments of your time, and thanks for doing this, and uh, look forward to sharing it with everybody when it's ready.
0: Definitely same to you and your family. We'll uh, we'll see you next race or next event. Thank you.
1: All right, cool. Good luck with the 12 hour. Thank you. Bye.
0: If you have need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns@gmail.com. at gmail.com thanks for listening to another episode of mruns podcast please subscribe to our podcast channel voice of runners at itunes stitcher radio google play and more and also follow our social media channel marathon runs on instagram facebook twitter and youtube